Well, welcome back. Yeah, this is a different voice. You're hearing it's Maddie L., Matt Leonard, President and CEO of Louis Sonora Metropolitan Chamber of Commerce, filling in for Maddie B. while he's on vacation this week. So evidently, they're going to let him take some time off, and I'll be with you this week. This morning, we have uh, Sheriff Eric Sampson with us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Okay, any cow confrontations lately? No, no, that uh, that, that remains an urban issue right here in the center of Auburn. Uh, yeah. We're fortunate to not have cow issues out in the rural part of the county. That's, that's good. So what's going on new at the Sheriff's Department? Well, uh, like everybody else, we've got vacations to coordinate, and uh, we've had a lot of recent community events we're attending, uh, participating in. Uh, yesterday, we uh, took part in the Turner Parade. That was pretty interesting. We've never been involved in that before. Uh, they have a big turnout. I was uh, actually surprised they had people lining up an hour and a half before it started. Um, currently within the department, we're preparing for a budget season. Uh, we run on a calendar year budget as opposed to everybody else on a fiscal year. Uh, so we're starting that process. And uh, what, else? what is that, a helicopter? I don't know what that is. We're going to get out there. And... It's freaking me out, yeah. Uh, sorry about the distraction. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, a lot is always happening. Um, Recently with our communications, I brought our communications director in uh, for my last interview with Maddie B. And um, we were bringing on new clientele. Uh, we're trying to expand or be more of a resources to the communities within Androscoggin. Um, and Sabatis PD, Sabatis Fire, and Wales Fire came on July 1st. Actually, we started them a little bit early to test things out, get protocols down. So that, that's been a pretty big undertaking, uh, a lot involved with, um, you know, capital equipment, you know, running the lines, installing base stations so we could provide the service, getting staff up to par. Um, but I think the transition went pretty smooth um, and we're, you know, keeping the communications open with all these new agencies um, because we're, we're really committed to becoming more of a regional resource. So although challenging, uh, it's actually rewarding and I think uh, the employees are excited about it within the communications division. So I look forward to uh, bringing on more and uh, kind of ironing out all the wrinkles, is it, as we go? You know, there's right. always a speed bump here and there. But uh, transition's good. I, I'm hoping they're happy with the service. I'm hoping to be more of a, um, a resource to the communities we serve. That sounds like there's a lot going on. Now, you wear the rank of a two-star general. Do you get to pick that collar device? Is there any chance for a theoretical promotion? Well, no, there isn't. What happened was I came in and um, I tried to – be humble and I had a lower rank. Right. Um, I actually had the birds there you you, go. with the military background. We're probably right. familiar with that. Yep. Um, I was always a fan of the Oakleys as the chief deputy. Uh -huh. I served in that capacity prior under Sheriff Deschardins, um, in, you know, temporarily uh, here and there. So we started going to functions with the Sheriff's Association, meeting with legislative delegations, and uh, majority of the sheriffs were wearing two stars where their right. chief deputies were wearing one. There you go. And... Um, we kind of got pulled to the side and basically we were told there was an initiative to kind of have the everybody on the same level uh, wearing the same rank across the state of Maine and they elected a year or two ago to try and have everybody go to two stars they asked me if I had any apprehension and, and uh, I said no I don't I just did, you know I didn't want to come in the new guy be overbearing um, mm -hmm. so I figured I'd figure things out so uh, six months in and we uh, promoted ourselves I got two stars my chief deputy got one and here we are there we go. And it's budget season, so we have to work on the uh, pay raise to go along with that promotion. Pay, pay raise are always appreciated. All right. You're listening to the Z on 105.5. We'll be back with Sheriff Eric Sampson on The Breakfast Club. Welcome back. This is Matt Leonard filling in for Matty B on Z 105.5. 
The Breakfast Club this morning with our guest, Sheriff Eric Sampson. Last segment, we were talking about what's going on in the department. And along with the budgeting process, I think you're looking at investing in your training, training yeah. for your officers, training for the department. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm 18 months into my first term. And uh, when I came in, uh, you kind of get like three months to feel things out. Of course, there was the whole jail issues with the BOC being dissolved and that argument and, and lack of funding for the uh, corrections facility. Um, but in reviewing budgets, then you noticed how low the training budgets were for each division. There's four divisions within the sheriff's office. There's communications, there's civil, uh, patrol, and corrections. Um, so right away, I tried to address that. And when you look at, we'll say, 50% increases, it seems big. But when you're looking at a bottom line of $5,000 or even $15,000, when you get $15,000 for 50 people, it's just not enough money. Um, or in the patrol side, it was 5000 for the you know 20 or so we have there. It's just not enough money. Um, so in going through the budget recently, it kind of uh, gives you the opportunity to take a look at what you're trying to accomplish, what your priorities are, where you lack. And this year, with future considerations, like we're sending somebody to the 18-week uh, police academy starting in August, and there's an expense to that, saving that money on the side, it, we ran out of operations budget or training budget money back in, I think it was March. Wow. Um, so we were three months into the budget year, and we had already committed all the dollars. And that was after a 50% increase. I think we went from 5000 to $7,500. I'm extremely committed to it. I think it's valuable. It helps people out no matter where they are in their career because it gives them opportunities to provide a spark or to provide some new insight. Um, particularly, I'm interested in uh, uh, sending more people to leadership-type training. I think we have a lot of great employees. Uh, they're very dedicated, very committed to the organization. They have a lot of natural skills, natural tools, of course, being involved in uh, public safety and, and committed to uh, your communities like that. It, it takes a certain person. I think, um, or I know from my experience, that training I received throughout my career was valuable to me and valuable to the organization, which in effect helps the communities. I think if we take these people and promote them without giving them the tools or helping them develop the tools they have, uh, we're really doing a disservice to everybody. So this year, one of my budget goals will be to um, give a big boost to the training budgets for all divisions. Um, I think it's valuable. I think there's a huge return on that investment. I think um, it, it provides more of a commitment from your employees. There's a lot to retaining personnel, and I really enjoy retaining personnel um, because you get developed them, you get the uh, organizational commitment, the buy-in, um, and you get people that will participate the more they are further along they are in their career, you'll find more feedback, more of a willingness to participate. Um, and I think part of that, you know, along with wages and benefits, is training opportunities, promotional opportunities, and I, I want to help establish those things within the sheriff's office during my you know first term and as we move on in the future i think it's very very good very good return on that right and that's a hot topic particularly in law enforcement with you know, so many of these stories you see out there in media that mm -hmm. you, know, you know the way to ensure that your your force stays current up to date and yep. is doing the right thing is, is training well and, and there's there's field training which you can get from the main criminal justice academy or even on the federal law enforcement level but I also think it's important to participate in uh, trainings that are involved in the community to let you know what your community thinks, to let you know what your community is interested. I know uh, Auburn PD does something every year at the East Auburn Baptist Church. We've sent a couple people to this year. It's a reasonable cost. We'd like to do more. Uh, recently, the Chamber uh, sent out notification of um, the Androscoggin Leadership Development Institute. I attended that probably a decade ago. It really uh, was enlightening to me. You, you see a lot. Ironically, two years after attending, um, 
I was in, I was asked to come back as a speaker, which you kind of interesting, you know, right. <laughs> um, it's things like that. Although you have law enforcement training uh, offered through federal or, you know, state agencies. I think there's a lot of local training that we could participate in, but there's a cost to those. Some are reasonable and, and some are very worthwhile. Uh, there was one opportunity that some of the supervisory uh, supervisors uh, wanted to attend recently, but the cost was six hundred and fifty dollars um, a person. If you sent five, you got a discount. I think when you're looking at a training like that, you're looking to reinvent, bring in a certain type of culture into the organization desperately needed, and you're looking to send good people to it. But I think it would be more worthwhile sending your supervisors together as a whole, you know, whether in four four blocks at a time. Because one person independently attending a training like that um, might create confusion within division. So you need to send, you know, probably a healthy blend of two to four uh, to get that going, to bring something new to the agency and bring it back to their other employees. That makes sense. And there you have it. If you go to Aldi, you'll become the Androscoggin County Sheriff. So if you're looking to run, you need to go to Aldi. This is Matt Leonard filling in for Matty B on Z1055 as a breakfast club. We'll be back with more with Sheriff Eric Sampson on the Z. Welcome back. It's 8.30, July 5th. I think a lot of people taking the rest of the week off. Maybe you're listening at home or at work, but I'm Matt Leonard filling in for Matty B on z 1055s The Breakfast Club. And this morning, Sheriff Eric Sampson. This is our third segment. And I also hear a lot about in the papers that the jails are overcrowded or, you know, what are we doing? And there's something you've been interested in and have experience with, and that's the alternative sentencing. Can you tell us something about that? Yeah, um, alternative sentencing is we take... Uh Nonviolent, low risk of offenders, I guess, for lack of a better term, even though I don't like uh, referring them to that. Um, you know, people that have made mistakes, possibly an OUI or something simple. We actually work with the DA's office to try and say, hey, it is available to other things beyond OUI. Um, and what it is, is instead of going to jail, people go for the weekend or a week long program at a school or we have them at Parks and Rec and uh, they pay a fee to go to attend and they perform community service work for the week. So you'll show up on a Friday night and you'll pay the fee, which, um, Jesus slips my mind right now. I I think it's $200 for the weekend. Um, And you'll spend Friday night, Saturday night there. Uh, You'll get released Sunday mid-afternoon. And um, Friday night, there's some, you know, we have to offer some programming. So whether it's substance abuse or education, sometimes we've done things in the past with the career center where they talk about job opportunities in the community. But we offer programming on Friday night and then throughout the week. Uh, they get up Saturday morning, uh, participants get up and, uh, they perform community service work. Uh, most recently we had it at the Poland regional high school, which I forget the RSU number or mm. the, the school number, but they worked, uh, Poland high school, Poland elementary, uh, Minot consolidated school and Elm street school in mechanic falls. Cause it's one school district doing things like, uh, landscaping, painting, cleaning, uh, anything that they need to do, um, basically we have their maintenance staff available with the work crews that just tell them what, to, what they want done, and we intermittently supervise to make sure everybody's participating. Um, the programs have been a huge success. We've been going around uh, with Sergeant uh, Victoria Langelier trying to establish more relationships to offer the service to more. It takes us about a year to convince people to give it a try. Uh, sometimes six months, we're working with Turner to do the same. And what we find is once they do it, and sometimes there's some, again, wrinkles or speed bumps in the process, um, they're so impressed with the program or happy with the results that it's almost like this bidding war to get the next one. So to get people interested sometimes is difficult. Once they are interested, and it's like this competitive thing with Lewiston, Auburn, Auburn Parks and Rec, um, 
to get the service back. And then we've had other school districts, unfortunately, where they don't have enough budgeted for maintenance things to keep the participants, you know, busy all week long. But we work with them too. Uh, we've had that happen where they get way more done than expected, and they run out of money to buy paint or floor wax on a Wednesday. Um, and we can't scatter them throughout the 12 months because a lot of it is based on school vacations. So when the schools are available, so. Um, April seems to be the one that everybody wants the most to help with spring cleanup, but we have programs in February, April. We have a number in the summer. Auburn Parks and Rec takes us on in the spring, usually in May and sometimes in the fall. Uh, this year, I think they're only getting one program because we're trying to spread the wealth and, and give everybody a little something. Uh, but it's usually successful. It keeps our head count down. It brings in a revenue. Uh, it provides a service. And a lot of times people don't have an opportunity to participate in um, community service events like this. So they're actually accomplishing a lot of things at the same time. Um, in the past with our sentence population, we've uh, sent out those people from the facility daily to nonprofits to help out, uh, whether it was cleaning grounds or packaging food at the food bank. Um, our sentence population is kind of low right now, but any of these people we send out, they actually earn two for ones. Um, for every two days they work, they get a day off their sentence. So it accomplishes a number of things. It provides services to nonprofits or communities, uh, keeps our headcount low, keeps people busy. And we still have functions in the facility that need to be done like laundry or kitchen services or cleaning. So we have more people busy and occupied within the correctional facility if we have more people out in the communities doing things. So it's really, it, it's a whole big system effect that we see. I take pride in it because I don't like the idea of just warehousing people. Um, I think it's important to get them involved with some sort of structure or some sort of give back to communities. I also think it gives you opportunities to expand educational things uh, or programmings we have in the facility um, and free up people that might need a little bit more, whether substance abuse counseling, because you have people there sometimes that'll go just to occupy time. Well, if you can get those people that are just doing that into something more constructive for them, um, it allows the people that need these resources, the limited resources we have, uh, more opportunity for those appropriate programs. Sounds like a whole bunch of common sense. You need to be careful. You may not be there too much longer. <laughs> yeah. But you're listening to the Z. You're listening to The Breakfast Club. Last segment coming up. Welcome back. This is Matt Leonard filling in for Matt E.B. on Z1055. It's The Breakfast Club. Last segment coming up. We've been talking with Sheriff Eric Sampson. Lots going on in the department and... We're about to see some new faces, right? we got some new hires coming in. Yeah, uh, we had uh, three individuals just complete the Basic Corrections Academy, uh, which this year has expanded to five weeks. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to the, the training budget. I hate to make everything about financial, but the cost of that, um, the tuition enrollment is considerably higher than it was in the past. So, again, that training budget I was telling you about with all four divisions um, is, is due for a, a significant bump up. Um, you know, fair warning, uh, which I think is, is realistic with the times, whether you're a long-term employee or a new employee, the costs are greater. So, but we hired three more, um, three more successfully completed. They're going through the FTO program right now. Um, we're doing backgrounds on a, a several more applicants to hopefully send them to the, I believe there's an academy starting in late August or sometime, sometime coming right up to hopefully get some more hires there. We're trying to basically up our inventory of employees back again because it was kind of depleted. We had vacancies forcing us to move people around to line positions out of their positions. So mm -hmm. they're welcome additions. They seem very eager to get started. Um, uh, there was a lot of concerns when the Maine Criminal Justice Academy or through legislation had the um, academy go from two to five weeks. 
but um, this will be the third group of individuals we sent through the basic correction school and uh, we've noticed a difference. Um, we've sent these people a five-week school, concerned once they start FTOing that they might withdraw. Uh, and like I said, fortunately, um, all have stayed with the program. So I think we're getting some, some good return on that five-week investment up front. Um, it's forced us to look at our hiring practices a little different. Um, but I think we figured out something that works for our agency and hopefully uh, um, we'll be able to retain and recruit more personnel for these positions. Uh, so they were welcome additions to the staff anyway. If someone's out there right now listening and they think they might be interested in applying for a job like that, where do they go and find um, information? Basically all applications are uh, distributed through the commissioner's office right at 2 Turner Street. Uh, they can be emailed, they can fax them to us. Uh, we'll get in touch with you, we'll get a background started. Currently, we have openings for uh, reserve corrections officer and anticipated openings for full-time corrections officers. Um, we have openings in our communication center for dispatchers. Uh, we're anticipating, again, full-time openings there uh, this winter. Um, patrol, we're up to par right now uh, with full-time staff. We are looking for full-time academy grads that want to look at, you know, maybe part-time work. Uh, civil process, we're, we're fully staffed there. But... Corrections and um, communications or dispatch, um, we're currently hiring. We're actively hiring. Um, training for corrections will be available starting in August. So if that's something you think you're interested in, if you have an interest in law enforcement and you want to get your feet wet um, in the, the sheriff's office, it's a good opportunity. Uh, you'll see a lot of different aspects of the field, whether communications, law enforcement, or corrections and how they all work together. So, uh, you know, you can inquire with the commissioner's office for an application. We can get the process started. There you go. Well, it's been it's been great having you in this morning. Thank you for everything you're doing. You know, I know it's not an easy job, and uh, I, I'm sure uh, the community really does appreciate it. No, and I appreciate the opportunity to serve as sheriff of Androscoggin County. It's been great. Um, everything I wanted, a little more, uh, but that's okay. I look forward to uh, finishing out the term and, uh, you know, uh, running for re-election in the future. <laughs> All right, we'll look forward to it. So that's a wrap. That's four segments on The Breakfast Club. I'm Matt Leonard, your host this morning. I'll be filling in all week for Matty B. If you want to listen to the segments, you can go online to Z1055.com. Check it out. You're listening to The Z.